Hi, and welcome to CARES Failing Forward podcast. I am Colleen, and uh, joined with me today is Suniti and Jayanti to speak with us about uh, the learning communities on the move model for girl-led activism and norm shifting. Would you each like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you, Colleen. I'm Jayanti Pushkaran. I'm the Senior Program Officer at Empower. My role involves building out girls' portfolio, including managing our girl-led programming and meaningful engagement of young people. So Empower is a grant-making organization. We support and work closely with local dedicated organizations in emerging market countries, focused on solutions that integrate the voices and experience of marginalized young people in the age ranges uh, 10 to 24 years old. And uh, keeping gender and inclusion at heart of everything that we do, we focus on fostering economic well-being, inclusive learning, and safe and healthy lives in our programming. With CARE, uh, we started our partnership in 2018 um, when CARE team contacted us to learn more about our girl-led program called the Adolescent Girls Learning Community, uh, which has currently completed 10 years in India. So at that time, CARE wanted to start a similar engagement in Bangladesh. So that's how how our partnership began. And uh, REST is a beautiful journey where both of us shared our learnings and uh, which led to adaptation of uh, uh, this model in two different regions. Wonderful. Thanks, Jayanti. Great to have you on the line today. And Suniti? Hello. Thank you for inviting us for this. Uh, So I'm Suniti Niyogi, and I work with the Tipping Point Initiative as a Senior Technical Advisor for Gender, Program Design and Implementation. And I work with CARE USA's Gender Justice Team, and I'm based in Lucknow. So as Jayanti was already telling you that uh, we we were really uh, fortunate to have this model from Empower, and we piloted this model in 2016 in Bangladesh. And then uh, we had an RCT, uh, like a program for, uh, for Bangladesh and Nepal both, and we used this model there. And had a lot of learning, which we will talk uh, talk about uh, in this uh, podcast itself. So thank you and welcome to this uh, podcast. Great. Thanks, Sumiti. So to kick us off, uh, Jayanti, I'm curious, what does failure mean to you? Why, why do you think we should be talking about failure? That's an interesting question. I think failure is as much as an important part of winning as much as any other thing is. I think failure makes us humble because if there's like no failure we won't be having a chance to reflect upon so it really allows us uh, gives us a pathway to reflect and listen to others collaborate strategize and failure is uh, only like one of those instances where you also innovate In my experience in uh, programming with young people in the past uh, seven years, uh, I've seen that it only makes groups stronger and resilient. That's a great response, Jayanti. I I love some of those words you used around a pathway to reflect and, you know, bringing us closer in that collaboration. So what is the context of the failure and learning that uh, you wanted to talk about today? You know, uh, when Jayanti, you were talking about like young people coming together and then uh, like in the beginning, also thinking about failure that when you're making you humble and also helping you to reflect. I was also thinking the same thing that uh, when you fail, basically you also try to go back and see that what are, what, what were the things that, why did it not succeed? 
and also did it also do any harm to anybody when when the failure happens so i think that that part of uh, not doing any harm is so important when we are doing working with girls and also working um, on activism because activism always brings a lot of risk when i'm talking about failure right now i'll be also talking about like what risks are caused there so i do think about uh, one instance in bangladesh the very first in the very first um, the pilot stage when the girls wanted mobility as their like their issue they wanted mobility because they always felt that they were not allowed to go out they were not allowed to go in public spaces and uh, that hindered a lot of that, that did not make them live properly like live to their uh, dreams so the girls wanted to play and uh, sports has always been a very like a dream kind of thing for adolescents always especially when they are restricted and they are not allowed to play so the girls went to play football and uh, in a country like bangladesh where uh, with the communities were very very orthodox also and also religious um, uh, leaders did not see the girls playing very in a very positive way so the girls did play the parents supported them some of the uh, village other village leaders also supported them and they were able to actually play but when they came back there was really a backlash where they were uh, outcasted from that that girls the girls who went to play and their families were were not um, like allowed and they were outcasted by the religious leaders so this was a very big learning and uh, care had to intervene in, at that that point in time uh, though the religious leaders were somewhat like they they started they did not make a much fuss later but we learned a very big lesson that when whenever these things start happening in the communities the communities need to sit together think about it reflect to see and also to uh, mitigate the any risks which would come so the girls actually uh, started uh, reflecting on that and we helped them uh, put together a, a format where they they could see that what could be the risk if they do this activity how to like mitigate that risk what responsibilities could be shared by the girls and the community members how the how could the girls actually advocate for that within the within their families with the community members so that whatever they are going to plan in a big way can be successful so that failure actually taught them a lot and for each and every activity later on they started using a risk mitigation format sit together talk about it talk to the allies in the community i feel that had it not been that failure had it not been that experience about outcasting them from the community this would not have happened so um, so organically i love that suniti i think i've never really thought much about failure in the context of risk and so really love how you framed this and this idea of of risk mitigation for learning and and growing and improving thank you for sharing that jayanti did you have anything to add yes so the context that i will be highlighting is first uh you know the context in india uh when we started this model before we started this model you know the challenge was to how to bring different partners together uh to to work together in a community of practice model uh and the second part of that challenge you know once once the initiative was started was how in this model how to like turn the personal transformation that's happening in the lives of girls who are leading this to the larger goal that is norm change in their own communities and have them lead uh, uh lead it in a strategic way and the third kind of challenge was basically when we when you know we partnered with care and care was adapting this model in a different region so the social 
the social and other context, uh, the realities there and how to adapt. So back in 2012, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of grantee partners doing great work, centering girls in their own ways. But there was definitely a challenge of how 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 that work could be more synergized, and you know that like in, including limited reach, duplication of effort, isolation leading to burnout and lack of exposure to new ideas. Uh, so therefore, those were like the gaps in programming which we were trying to address through learning community program. And then as when we started the program, it's not that the impact we saw overnight. Initially, you know, after three years, we uh, collectively documented our experiences and learning in form of a toolkit, which then uh, supported the program in its implementation in Mumbai and than in Delhi. But after that, once the girls had started their movements, we felt, and it was, it came out from the girls itself that we need to be more strategic about the impact. And therefore, you know, uh, the value of collecting evidence on the issues that they were working on. So from uh, restrictions, public safety and mobility, they concretely identified the issues of access to safe toilets, uh, access to playgrounds, access to street library. And then they collected evidence through survey and then they reached out to authorities and uh, you know, uh, powerful people in their communities to solve the problems that were, they were facing. And uh, I still remember there was a strategic planning exercise where all the girls and mentors from all the organization came and created a vision that they wanted to achieve in the next three years. So I think uh, though, though there were a lot of challenges, but keeping your ears to ground and listening to what girls uh, are saying worked really well to address those challenges. And then, you know, when it came to adaption uh, of this model in a new region, uh, especially, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Nepal after the adaptation in Bangladesh, when it was being implemented in Nepal, the model really, uh, you know, the value of this model is its girl-led component. So it has a strong mentorship model, but the challenges was to uh, have mentors realize that they have to step back in order for girls to lead. So uh, CARE brought together from Bangladesh could share their experiences with Nepal team. And we had multiple discussions with Nepal team and gave uh, concrete examples from different regions to let them design a girl-led uh, approach uh, in their own region. So uh, one of the learnings for us uh, was to also, uh, you know, work on uh, the mentors uh, module so that, uh, uh, you know, we could address some of those challenges. Thanks, Janathi. It's really, really helpful to get some insight into what that process looked like. And you've identified some very specific and key learnings um, that led to the adaptation. I'm curious if, you know, you all were given the opportunity to, to do this again, what would you do differently? 
you know, Colleen, when I was sharing this example of Bangladesh, uh, where the girls went to play football, and and uh, when I also talked about uh, it's good to engage the coming, uh, engage the people like the girls themselves th- think about uh, mitigation, uh, risk mitigation. So I just wanted to give an example there itself because that was actually corrected in the second phase. The first phase we learned this that this this was something which we needed to think about because the package really was very the uh, empowered package which we. Uh, took from Empower, the learning communities package on the move, uh, which we call right now. But then uh, the girls in in Bangladesh and Nepal both actually, they, when they started filling in those uh, formats, they started seeing that what could go wrong and what what was the best way to to do it. So an example I I want to share that the girls thought that if we, we do this activity here in this place, it might attract a lot of boys from this village, uh, especially those boys who who generally disturb us when we go to the community, to the schools, etc. So this might be a problem. So they all discussed that what could be the best things. So they, you know, they themselves thought about inviting their parents as like somebody to open the like calling them to just giving them some responsibility to start the meeting or like start that function, et cetera. So they invited the parents of those boys who, who were probably going to disturb them. And that went, and this activity went very, very smoothly. And the girls felt that, and communities involved in, in even risk mitigation, not care, they themselves, if they are into that process, they know better than anybody else. So when it is girl-led, actually girls can lead it. And we could see that they can, they could lead this whole process themselves. And the confidence they had after doing that was immense. Had it been somebody else who had done that for them, it wouldn't be as good as it was when they, they did it in themselves. This is a beautiful learning, which I want to share here. And especially when we use this in any context, the people who are living in those areas actually are more aware about those uh, nuances better than anybody else who uh, who comes from outside and does it. So if it's community-led, it is always very, very important. Absolutely. I think that's so powerful, Suniti. Um, you know, girls' expertise in their own lives, right, and their, their dynamic contributions uh, can really just have a powerful impact in decision-making spaces uh, that affect their lives and their rights. So given the opportunity to, to include their, their voices and their thoughts and their feelings in that is, is really incredible. So thinking about this overall process and, you know, how things have adapted, if you were to do it again, are there other ways you would have gone about it or something you would have done differently? Or do you, do you both feel confident in the process as it, as it went? I just also want to share one more example. Uh, uh, the empowered toolkit which we had was uh, was basically like they had more of experience and the toolkit which they had was more of many tools uh, but not a training kind of guidance the uh, jayanti and her team and myself we all sat together and thought about like putting everything which was done uh, by the word of mouth on paper so that it could be used by others and made made it easy for for use by girls also and also uh, by an organization that, that doesn't actually have a background of this experience. So that was one thing. And when we rolled it out in Nepal, uh, without Jayanti and me 
actually hand-holding them as we did in, in the pilot in Bangladesh. The pilot was done only in Bangladesh, not in Nepal. So in Nepal, they in the implementation, they had to do it themselves. Only for the training time, we were there together. We had always thought about, uh, like, we all knew that it's girl-led. And they are when they're doing the survey, they will be, only the girls will be involved and they'll be talking to other girls in the community. But the team actually talked to the adults also taking their opinions about the issues of girls which was actually not in the model so this was this was a big learning for us it's a, it's again i i should put it into into this uh failing forward thing that we did learn there also that when there is no communication like there, there is less communication and then it's not written out everything is not written out properly maybe there might be some uh miscommunication the other thing is that generally like adults think about their like even in the community, they thought that we need girls' opinion, but we need adults' opinion also, which, which is okay because everybody thinks that we need to get adults' opinion also. But then it dilutes uh, sometimes and the girls also start talking the same way as the adults are talking. So it isn't actually girl-led completely, like girl-centered completely. So there are small, small things which needs to be uh, to be actually looked at when you are doing a programming and actually uh, the need of putting everything step-by-step on paper is very important. And that is where uh, we all, uh, Jayanti and her team, and we all sat together and then then worked it out that how should we do it where, where we both are not there and anybody can use this very simple and effective man, um, module, like uh, a package to take it forward as learning communities on move. Totally agree with Suniti. If I had to do it differently, um, then, you know, if there's going to be like a, third version of this toolkit then it would be completely authored by the girls who have been the part of this program that would be a success for me uh, and the reason for that is that uh, the value and the, the impact of this model is so so uh, dependent on girls taking that kind of leadership so participation their participation in in, in this program is not just a means but also as an end, uh, they are primary strategists and protagonists uh, of, of this program. And the other, another thing, which uh, is not something that we're doing differently, but we are both care and empower is committed to, is that if you're asking uh, for the wisdom of young people uh, from all these regions, India, Nepal, Bangladesh, and we are asking them for their advice, then we really have the responsibility to do something with what they are sharing with us. So we are strategically thinking about what scaling up of this model looks like. How can we commit more funding and how can we invite other organizations to thought partner with us and help us uh, build a stronger version of this model. So, so yeah, I mean, these are the things that we will be doing differently if we had to start <laughs> again. I love those three questions. It's very powerful in, in how you kind of reflect and, and would take it forward uh, in another opportunity. So based on this experience, if you were to whittle it down to one recommendation or one action that you you would want to share with other empower colleagues or care colleagues or other you know humanitarian actors um, and development workers based on your experience what what would you say to them and i would say that uh, whoever takes it up just has to believe that girls have the power and let it be completely girl centered let it be completely girl led and also be an ally of, to the girl 
to just not tell her or not empower her only but also to like just see the power in her where she thinks about like the future thinks about herself in in a space later not only thinks about herself but uh, the group of girls with, with whom like the the power of um, togetherness uh, like coming as a as a group as a community together a community of girls together and they can lead the change but when they lead the change they need to see their their current status how they go they are going further to achieve whatever they want to achieve and what could be the risks in between and what how can they mitigate those so let let them have the power of doing everything themselves it it it's looks like it looks a little difficult from here because we have we have been put into like a place where we control a lot of things and it's very difficult for adults to lose control and and let some and let girls control who are, who they th- we think that they are like young ones they don't have this much that much experience but believe me we have seen that the girls can lead the change themselves you only need to stand at the edge and see them lend your hand whenever they require ask them questions don't tell them the answers ask them the questions so that they find their answers themselves and lead the things themselves like i i i feel from my heart that the girls can change it be it in a development setting be it in a in a humanitarian setting they need that the collective force actually brings a lot of power in them so if they are collectivized they come together as a as a community as a movement they do have power and a lot of power and how can we uh, be their allies how can we stand a little apart see them smile at them let them take the plunge and also support them whenever they need us that was beautifully put thank you sumiti and jayanti did you have have any thoughts on recommendations and how we can you know use this the lessons from this process and this partnership to improve impact with girls and beyond Yeah absolutely uh, 100% agreeing with uh, Suniti on you know centering the girls in programming um the only thing that i would add is that girl led programming requires you know if i have to say three c's then those are you know it, it really needs cultivation coordination and commitment from people who are implementing it uh and it starts with cultivating an enabling ecosystem for girls and partner staffs to learn make mistakes and grow uh and therefore you know no single toolkit program guide uh will be able to solve all the things right our important learning is to keep our ears on the ground listen to the girls and uh young people at every step of that process so taking a life cycle approach and not just a you know time period of like that program approach secondly you know uh planned replication really help and that's what we learned from nepal and bangladesh uh and then if we are asking young people's recommendation uh you know we have to uh fund those uh girl led work and really really uh commit to what they are saying I love that the three C's cultivation coordination and commitment uh I think that's excellent motto to to take this forward wonderful well thank you so much uh to you both for for sharing your experience and reflecting on the learning and um partnership in this process it's it's really 
phenomenal work and love Suniti what you said you know that that girls have the power and let us sit back and you know watch them watch them take it so thank you so much uh is there any other final final words or reflections you wanted to share before we wrap up yeah one thing i feel uh, is very important for the uh, for the success of this that uh, we have a reflective session within the team whosoever is implementing it at a periodic time we need to just sit and reflect that who is like are we holding any power is it that reflection is very necessary especially when we are uh, like when we are using this model uh, which is totally girl led just to see that uh, whatever whatever happened in the month or in the last few uh, months it, it's based on whatever time you have but do have a reflection the project teams who is whosoever is implementing this needs to sit together and have a reflective uh, exercise just to see that whatever is happening is it is it what power are we holding are we holding power was it equal was it not equal was it directive or was it like more uh, centered no, girl centered thank you well put thanks so much suniti